0: The they score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Is a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Are you the king of the Jews? Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. I'm Father Rico. Today we continue our study of Luke chapter 23, verses 1 to 32. Jesus before Pilate. The assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, You say so. Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up all the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. Herod questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other before they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests and leaders and the people and said to them, "'You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people.' And here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with him! Away with him! Release Barabbas for us! Barabbas was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, Jesus teaches us humility. As he stands before Pilate, then Herod, then back to Pilate, Jesus teaches us how to act in the face of adversity. How many of us can be accused of something that is not true? I know in my own life, I never like to be accused of something I haven't done. I feel misunderstood, I feel judged. And I think, I didn't even do this. What are you talking about? Jesus could have taken that approach. And yet, and like a lamb that is led to its shearers, the lamb says nothing and Jesus says nothing. Why is this? Jesus willingly gives himself for us, for our sake. He did no such things that the chief priests and scribes were accusing him. He never said not to pay taxes. All of these are false accusations against him. By Jesus taking these false accusations, those who have had false allegations made against them can identify with the sufferings of Jesus. There are many times which individuals may be accused of something they haven't done. We often think of the extreme cases when somebody may be brought in a courtroom and found guilty of a crime that they didn't commit, just as Jesus was found guilty of a crime he didn't commit. For many of us, it may not be in such extreme situations, and yet at times we have been judged by others, Others have said things about us that we have not said or done. Division may take place in relationships, in marriages, and family connections, at work and at play. And yet this once again shows that the sufferings of Jesus need to be serious enough that no matter what suffering we undergo in this life, friends, is a connection to that that Jesus already accomplished that he faced, that he overcame. What are ways right now that each of us may be struggling with? What are ways in which we are called to bite our tongue, to not further stir the pot, to just let things go? Can Jesus' witness inspire us Rather than freaking out, losing our cool, shouting, or playing the victim card, there are times in our life where God invites us to be silent, to keep the dignity that we have, and to realize that we know the truth and that God sees the truth. Sometimes we can be burdened by injustice, That isn't fair. Life isn't fair at times. And yet the example of Jesus teaches us to see the bigger picture. Two wrongs don't make a right. Sometimes an escalation of anger and resentment is not the response. It's not going to achieve the desired result. What can we learn from this passage? How is God asking us to be more like him? Now, friends, this doesn't mean that we should not stand up for what is right. Indeed, that's so imperative to us as followers of Jesus. But sometimes I need to realize the scripture where Jesus says there is a time to speak and a time to be silent. For those of you who are extroverts like myself, we love to talk. We love to speak. At times, when I'm told something that isn't true, my first response may be to vindicate myself, to defend myself. Perhaps God is asking us at times to do just that in a loving or respectful way. And other times, God is asking us to be humble, to be silent to take the higher road, not to further engage in an argument, not to further stir up the problems that may be going on. What is God asking us to do in a particular situation? How is God calling us to be different than others? Others who may just react Based on emotion? Can we react based on what God expects us to say and do? Based on rational thoughts, as opposed to how I feel in the moment? My own passions? How many times are we like the crowd shouting out to crucify others? Whether they have done wrong or not, Is it our duty to rake them over the coals, so to speak? To let the whole world know about their problems? Is it about being right or is it about doing what is right? Sometimes by yelling out crucify him, we act as judge rather than brother or sister. How many people in our lives at times have we judged only to find out that what we thought of them to be true was found to be false and we seek their forgiveness in that of others and God as well. The witness of Jesus before the authorities helps us to understand that Jesus is consistent in his approach towards life. Jesus is not a hypocrite who teaches us to say and do something and then does the opposite. Notice not even the scribes and Pharisees suggested that Jesus was a hypocrite. They said he was a blasphemer. They said he was a whole other bunch of things that he wasn't. But he was never accused of being a hypocrite. Interesting. Jesus is consistent in his language, in his behavior, in his lack of action. Jesus doesn't explode, Jesus doesn't exude revenge, but Jesus absolutely chooses to love and shows us the times when we should speak and the times when we should be silent. Let us ask God to help us to learn when we should speak out and when we should be silent. Lord, help us to know what is right, rather than to always desire to be right and to let everyone know about it. Lord, help us to be humble and yet faithful to truth. Lord, help us to not come to quick conclusions only to be found later on that we were misguided or led down a path that may not be full of truth especially about one another. Friends, may the example of Jesus inspire each of us to be more authentic, faithful, and humble friends of God as each of us strive for holiness each day of our lives. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, Please consider supporting us on our Ko fi, K O F I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.